Hi everyone, my name is Adam, and I am the Dungeon Master or DM for a campaign called Tyranny of the Black Hand. This campaign started way back in March of 2020, during the COVID pandemic. Our online group of friends quickly turned into a powerhouse of creativity and wonder during these dark times. Before designing this homebrewed campaign from the ground up, I was a player in Kian's campaign called Gallimore's Tear. During this first experience of D&D, I found myself lost within the world that Kian created and became fantasized with the intricacies that made it a whole. This is where my love for world building began. The Tyranny of the Black Hand campaign is a dark yet light-hearted journey spanning across multiple continents of wonder and mystery that make up Anaralia. I like to consider my DM style as an improvisationalist and like to create something unique in the spare of the moment to make an unexpected impact on the players. Speaking of the players, let's introduce them. Hi, I'm Kian, and I'm currently a player in the Tyranny of the Black Hand campaign. I am playing Kelo Stormweaver, a half-dragon slash dragonborn. He's currently multiclassing, mainly sorcerer and cleric. Kelo Stormweaver would be described as a tenacious blue dragonborn. His scales shimmer a striking blue, and his eyes glare like lightning bolts. A singular prominent horn stands forefront from Kelo's head, accompanied by a set of mean teeth and talons. Kelo is currently adorned in a custom metallic breastplate, which shines a regal blue accompanied by golden trim. Light, but protective. The plate itself is kitted to fit the spanning wings out of his back, but decorated in a sharp, scale-like design to match the origin of his kin. Kelo is also kitted with a long, regal robe undergarment, which flows a lighter purple. Kelo himself has varying tattoos and symbology etched into his scales that glow bright with magic and mana, each word a draconic symbol of morals and ideologies. Kelo's backstory is a lonesome but responsible one. Kelo was born of magic, this magic stems from the combined draconic essences of two dragons, his father Gilidras and mother Aelirus, that belong to the Order of Draconic Wisdom. This draconic group once served as a home for dragons and dragonborns, however, an event named the Rage of Dragons by Humanoids saw the hunting and culling of dragons by dwarves and the now known group, the Black Hand. Keller was solely created as the final dragonborn, the last known to exist, to find a way to carry on his kin and to rebuild the lifeline of draconic kind. When born of magic, a rare happenstance occurred where a bolt of lightning struck the newborn Kalu and formed a scorched bark upon the cold cave stone. This bark contained a prophecy yet to be deciphered today. Once the sky shrieks blue, once storms and clouds arise, an enemy of the dragons shall bring pain and outcries. The blessed shall free the lands of all of its woe and bring forth a golden age of peace lost long ago. Since this prophecy, Kello has ventured forth into the world unknown, trying to discover the meaning of his prophecy before stumbling upon the Brainin Festival and meeting with his future party members and long-lasting friends. Kello's story of change and responsibility had just begun. Kello has developed from being an introverted, independent wanderer into a now tactile strategist and leader of the group dynamic. Kello sees himself as the one responsible for keeping the group on goal. He deeply cares for his compatriots, which before meeting them he thought impossible. Kello now feels a heavy burden of responsibility for finishing this story, for he believes the ties to his prophecy are too coincidental. Hi everyone, my name is David and I play Drindar Mlek, or Drim for short, in Tyranny of the Black Hand. Drindar is a changeling warlock and he is currently level 15. Drindar is a white male, he is approximately 6 feet tall and has a proud posture and is fairly masculine. 
He has brown eyes and black hair with streaks of white running through it. Drindar has a very rustic look. His attire is that of a typical pirate. He has tall black boots that go up to his knees with gold buttons. Drindar wears a coffee brown jacket that extends down to his ankles. The collar of the jacket extends just up to the ridge of his nose. The shoulder pad of the jacket ends with a white fur. Just below his shoulders is a painted gold skull on each side. He holsters two pirate pistols just below his chest, followed by various garments of gold jewelry around his wrist and neck. But one prominent piece of jewelry that stands out is a ring that is not of normal nature. This ring looks like it has locked itself onto his finger as these blue spikes pierce through his finger. The ring glares a bright blue with a light blue mist surrounding it. Drendar's backstory goes as follows. Drendar does not currently live the life that he once did. Many, many years ago, around 45-6 AC, Dren was born into a family with a mother who had passed away and his father being a smuggler. Until tragedy struck him, his father was murdered. In light of this, he followed in his father's footsteps and became a smuggler. He travelled the seas, hired various crew members and even found himself a wife. Life was good for him until tragedy struck him once again. A kraken attacked his ship with the only people he really loved and cared for had died. Drendar was the only survivor left of this carnage. This is when Drendar's life would completely change. In desperation, he swam away until he came to a snowy district called Amuron. Travelling through the thick snow and blizzards, he is on death's door until a miracle happened. It is here where he met with a god called Ariel, or the Ice Maiden. She murmured these words into Drindar's ear. I will give you back your life, plus some of my power, in exchange for your service. The service I require is when the time comes, a new evil will arise within the material plane. Use the powers I have granted you to stop this evil from taking over the universe. Drendar accepted and was frozen into ice for many years until he was eventually released by a trio of adventurers who unleashed this new version of Drendar, enhanced with these new magical abilities which are foreign to him. Drendar now travels with this trio of friends in the hopes of finding answers and finding his true purpose after being given this opportunity for a second life to live. Hi, my name is Brian and I am currently playing Landon Visla in the Tyranny of the Black Hand campaign. Lannan is a level 14 artificer, level 1 bard, rock gnome. He is 3 foot 1 in height with grayish peachy skin. He keeps his raven hair short and sports a goatee with no mustache. He also sports half plate armor infused for protection over his usual attire of a long sleeved turtleneck sweater and brown worker pants and will almost always be wearing a set of welder's goggles. He wields his main weapon, a revolver that he personalized and enchanted called Good Intentions, and wears the gauntlet of healing that was given to him by Korvik on his right hand and a shield on his left. Born into poverty, Landon struggled in his home city of Borussia and sought to better his and his mother's life. He started by cleaning the sewers and helping the local smuggler, Father Bobin, who operated of the old church. Landon always had an interest in the magical constructs of the city of innovation. 
eventually learning the basics of artificing and on his own. He decided to put his skills to a test in the Colosseum, where he could win enough money to get himself and his mother out of poverty. He sadly lost, but in the process, he met his the love of his life, Lady Taras Mulbarak. Being a member of the elite family, naturally, her parents disapproved of our relationship, leading to Landon being chased out of the city by her older brother. Landon traveled for the far to the north, stopping a small snow-covered town called Plume Year, where he met his teacher Samuel, who taught him everything he knows before disappearing. Landon eventually fell in with a troop of performers and traveled with them until the events in Braylon. Now he's in an adventure that's way bigger than himself, an adventure to save the world. Landon is the crafter of the group, making magical items for the group and laying support in a fight by either giving buffs to his allies or creating obstacles for his enemies. He is possibly the closest thing to a moral compass and motivator of the group. He always tries to keep everyone's mood high by cracking jokes and playing tunes. At the end of the day, he loves his friends like brothers and will try to keep them safe and entertained till his last breath. Hi, my name is Matthew and I'm playing Rob T. Minotaur. The Barbarian Minotaur in Tyranny of the Black Hand Campaign. Rob is an 8 foot tall Minotaur with blue eyes, light brown hair, and a prosthetic right hand. Rob has softer features, giving him a more approachable look compared to most Minotaur. But that's not to say he can't look intimidating, especially in his custom tailored 3 piece suit and gleaming platinum pocket watch. He is sure to intimidate any future business dealings. To complete his look, Rob wears a cowboy hat between his horns that is sure to pierce the heart of any would-be competitor. If not, he will have to do the piercing with his horns. Years ago, Rob is a simple minotaur, murdering any adventurers that dare enter his family's labyrinth. But at some point, he grew tired of the senseless killing and trap setting, so he decided he wanted to change. And unfortunately, his father would be killed, like his father before him, and his father before him, and his father before him, by a trap he set himself. So Rob, determined to change the endless cycle of murdering and trap-related workplace accidents, decided to make a change. He, along with the help of a passing genius artificer, would change the Labyrinth of Death into Rob's Labyrinth and Company, the premier dungeon-delving trainer-slash-game show where adventurers, instead of finding their demise, would find the experience of a lifetime, with a chance of winning some loot. But after a mix-up with the Artificer, Rob and the inhabitants of the Labyrinth would find themselves transported to another world. So eager to get more customers, Rob would leave the Labyrinth on a promotional venture, and in the process meet Keller and Landon. And after quickly becoming friends, Rob now adventures in a party set on saving the fate of the world, but definitely isn't to avoid work. Rob is the heart of the group. He isn't the brightest of the bunch, but he will always, for better or worse, Try his best to help. Just like the heart, he's also the muscle of the group, but his calm and blunt demeanor can bring balance when things get too out of hand. Rob tries his hardest to be kind and gentle, but very protective of his friends. Should they be threatened, his old minotaur ways might just slip out. 
Now that you're all acquainted with the players and their backstories, let's hear about the story of how it all began. This story takes place at the start of time itself, where all the planes were created and the ancients came from a realm beyond time. The ancients are and were a group of beings, higher beings. They are called many names, such as the first gods or the ones before. These created the universe and everything within it. After each realm thrived, the ancients started to reproduce, creating more beings that were known as gods or lesser gods. Each god becoming a ruler of their own, taking up their responsibilities and making decisions by themselves. Many centuries passed, realms growing, life starting to flourish. It was all at this stage that most of the ancients died or have been killed by others, but two out of the five remained. One being Asgaroth. He had a vision to evolve the material plane called Anaralia, so he set out with some of his allies to achieve his goal. They pulled all their magic into creating a powerful magical stone called the Stone of Convergence. Asgroth used this stone to create a shift in realms, making elements, magic, creatures, and energy slip into the material plane known as Anaralia from a tear in reality, combining all elemental planes into one for a time. This then tainted the central realm, creating a more fantasy-like world. In the calamity of this event, a battle began to arise. Asgaroth is a great god, but he had many enemies that didn't agree with his views, or wanted to use the Convergence for other reasons. This battle happened on Anaralia while the Convergence was taking place. In the process of the Convergence, the stones slipped away into the world, being lost for decades. Many gods died during this battle, called the Deadly Affliction, but in the end, the Convergence finished and the task was complete. This now moves us on to where the players begin their journey in the present year, 730 Convergence Era of the Second Age.